You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Myths We Tell Our Young is the latest CD from the Carolina bluegrass band Unspoken Tradition. Audie McGinnis, my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles, tells me how this group got together as just a casual group of guys picking in the basement. The band is steeped in tradition and full of heart. Join us as we get to know more about Unspoken Tradition. Hi, Audie. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for... uh, taking the time to, to chat with us today. I appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy being asked difficult questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I have it right? Are you in uh, uh, Asheville? Um, well, yeah, the band is sort of uh, headquartered out of Asheville. Okay. I live, we're all kind of spread out all over the place as far as where we live. But yeah, um, we, we, we do most of our work out of Asheville. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, band is unspoken tradition. Tell me, tell me about how that came to be. How you guys got together? <laughs> well, um, so after uh, not long after college, I, I came back home, and uh, there were some guys that I uh, I had been sort of casually making music with on and off uh, since I was in, you know early teenager, uh, and we, a couple of them had had recently become really interested in bluegrass. And, I've been I've been playing and listening to bluegrass, you know, my whole life, and so we got together, and it, it just started out as like a casual group of uh, mm-hmm. guys just kicking in the basement, you know. And then the bass player says, "You know, we should we should make money doing this, maybe." And uh, <laughs> I, I, I still I still can't tell you if that's true or not. But <laughs> yeah, I understand. But, uh, but, but now you know, it, it, it just over time it developed something uh, kind of organically, um, where we said, you know, we if we're going to do this anyway on a friday or saturday night why not yeah why not try to do it in front of people you know and and one thing led to the, you know led to another and we picked up ty along the way and picked up tim along the way and now we've got Sav. you know we've had some had some face changes and some personnel changes whatnot but uh the band just uh band keeps on keeps on um, moving so yeah so is this? Uh, are you guys considering it a, a, a full time thing, or do you have other side projects that that you all work at? Um, side projects. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all, everybody in the band works a full time job. Gotcha. So I that, mean, that's your side 40, gig. Right? We're forty hour a week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unspoken tradition is the side gig in a way. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all we're all working men. We're all family men. You know, uh, several of us have kids, and uh, you know, starting families and. Uh, Working, working day jobs and everything else, and this is just our, uh, you know. Well, I, I don't want to say it's just our side hustle because, I mean, honestly, like I consider, I consider myself very lucky to be able to do something to make extra money on the side that I'm so passionate about. Sure. And, yeah. You know, things like, because a lot of people have to pick up side hustles that they hate. You know, I mean, I could be serving serving coffee at Starbucks if if, if it made me a little extra money, but. It wasn't really about that to begin with, and there have been times where I've, you know, been in positions where I need that money. But uh, yeah, the the side hustle, it, you know, it, it's it's good to be able to do something that you enjoy so much that sure. you can really put your heart in. And instead of it looking looking like an extra job, it it's actually a good way to decompress from your from your full time gig. You right? Know? Yeah, yeah. So, 
So I, I, I'm making the presumption that that you all work places that uh, are are appreciate what you do and and flexible with uh, um, being able to to be you know uh, to play yeah. at the at the festival season, uh, play more during the weekends yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, most of us work jobs that are pretty weekend friendly, and and you know I have I have no idea what kind of relationships the other guys have with their bosses, but my boss is pretty understanding, and I. I'm a school teacher by trade, okay. um, if you could call that a trade. But, sure, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, know, so that gives me, you know, a big chunk of the festival season. I'm, I'm not working. Right. I can pretty much go as go as hard as the band wants to go. Uh, yeah. You know, some of the guys, uh, I know uh, our bass player, Sav, works at Orvis in Asheville Fly Fishing uh, outfit, and, uh, you know, uh, Tim builds banjos, same work, trucking logistics. We've all got our own. My own thing, but I think we all, you know, we make the music a priority as much as we can, and sure. I think it's just one of those things where we all, uh, we all just work, figure out a way to work it out, you know? You have been at this for a little while, too, right? This isn't, uh, this isn't your first record. Right. So we, uh, this is our, well, this is our first record with a records label. Um, okay. We, we put out, we put out two records independently, um, ourselves, and, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, like as good as as good as Miss We Tell Our Young is. I'm, I'm extremely proud of the fact that we were able to independently release two, uh, two records on our own, and uh, they were, I mean, you know, by independent record standards, I felt like they were pretty successful. We had songs that made the bluegrass charts on both of those records. And, yeah, that's good. And, it was, and we and we didn't go into mountains of debt or have to run kickstarters or any of that stuff either. Like we we actually were able to finance it just through gigging and everything else. It was uh. I don't know. In, in its own way, I was I was kind of proud of being able to do that. It shows some like self sufficiency. Sure. Uh, with yeah. those first two records as well, um, and and you know I still <laughs> I still have people that come up and ask me about songs off those albums. And, yeah. And people still buy them at our shows. So yeah. I guess I'm not. I'm, I guess I'm not the only one that bought them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. What does uh what does a busy season look like for you guys? How how often do you get to play? Do you is it mostly you know in the Carolinas or do you do you get out further than that? Well, so with um with signing with Mountain Home and, and joining forces with the the record label, um, right. we have we have definitely started expanding our radius a little bit, you know, and and you know just a couple of years ago we might have played. 50 shows a year maybe okay. um but they were all in a fairly concentrated area yeah and now we are focusing on maybe playing playing a little less frequently but making like further trips out okay. to places to do it you know and and so we're we're extending our we're extending our reach up slowly but surely you know you gotta you gotta kind of work that circle outward gradually right. um but uh, but yeah, we're. I mean, actually, as we speak, I'm I'm in the car. I'm on the way to. We're about 150 miles from Nashville. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're we're in transit right now. But um, you know, we're we're playing out as far as as uh, Western Tennessee this summer. We've done some stuff in Augusta, Georgia, oh, um, wow. right. Atlanta. We're going to be up in uh, some Northern Virginia spots later in the year. And we're even like in August. I think we're going up as far as uh, Connecticut. Oh, um, cool. We're gonna play the, okay. the Podunk, yeah, Podunk Festival. Yeah, yeah. It should be fun. So, uh, yeah, we, you know, we're starting to get out there a little bit more and uh, play for some fresh faces. It's it's great. You know, we 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 always enjoy the, you know, just getting to see the see the country and and 
Yeah, just, you know, sure. just spend some time together and we get to play some music and reach new fans. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that say, man, we've been waiting for you guys to come to, you know, our, this area forever. And I'm like, I had no idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So, yeah. It always makes you feel good when you hear stuff like that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so the, the new record is Myths We Tell Our Young. Um, uh, that's an interesting title. Where did that come from? Um, so it's actually a um, it's a phrase from uh, one of the uh, songs on the album okay. called uh, Force of Nature, um, which actually, uh, a little shameless plug here, but that track is actually uh, being track like it's being premiered today on Bluegrass Today. Oh, sweet. Um, okay. So, uh, but but yeah, um, and well, I didn't really think about the fact that you said this will hear later. But yeah, that's all right. <laughs> people, be, people will, yeah, people will hear it and can go look for it though. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. Yeah. yeah, but um, but no, it's it's a it's that that's just a line from one of the songs on the album, and that out al- that song in particular, I felt like um, Force of Nature. Um, it's 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 actually just a love song, and it talks about how time can kind of uh, erase all things. Um, you know, I told you I'm an English I'm, I'm an English teacher, and uh, there's this poem that I remember reading when I was uh, an early teacher, you know, like my like first couple of years, called Ozymandias by uh, Percy Blythe Shelley, and it talks about how just time can obliterate even, like, statues and, you know, all man-made things. And uh, the, uh, the song Force of Nature talks about how, like, What's left after all that? Yeah. You know, love, love. And, uh, you know, the, the, the back to the question, I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, Miss We Tell Our Young, it's a, it's a line from that song. It says, uh, story kings from yesterday are myths we tell our young. And so it just kind of relates to that passage of time. And, and uh, you know, I, and I think it kind of plays into the whole idea of unspoken tradition and things like that, too. So, yeah. The, the, um, the style that, that you guys approach, obviously it's, it's bluegrass oriented. Are, are you more traditionalist or in the middle? Do you lean more towards the contemporary side? Where, where do you feel like that falls for you? Oh, you're going to make me, you're going to make me draw a line. <laughs> you, know, you know how these bluegrass folks are, man. They, yeah, right, right. They, they want, they want to get fucked. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. That's good. It's, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, the truth, like, so, so fucking tradition style we had no, I mean, we were all listening to bluegrass and we all loved bluegrass, but when we formed, we had no intention of being a bluegrass band. It just kind of, we kind of organically gravitated toward that. Yeah, um, okay. It, it just as easily could have been, you know, something entirely different. Um, yeah. String music. I don't really know where, <laughs> I don't know where we fit into, uh, fit into that spectrum. Um, I mean, personally, I listen, I listen to, and I would say a lot of my influences are, super traditional stuff and also some really progressive stuff and mm-hmm. everything in between. And yeah. I think we all draw, we, we all draw from a, you know, a, a pretty, uh, pretty broad, uh, array of, of, of musical tastes and styles. And I think we, we all kind of mix that into the pot as we yeah. go. And yeah. that's why I, I don't really know what you'd call us yeah. as far as like a traditional or, you know, and, and, you know, and it, it's, you know, a little bit uh you know progressive leaning and uh then we'll throw in like uh an old Ralph Stanley tune right in the middle of our set and mm-hmm. you can see people 
some people in the room are going to respond to the stuff that we write, and then some other people are going to get up and holler and yell when we rip into, like, you know, uh, Little Maggie or something like yeah, that. Right, uh, yeah, right, so, So I think we, you know, it's a, it's a variety show. <laughs> are you guys writing all of your own original material? Um, we have been, um, until our second album, Paula Breedlove, um, actually, we, we got a song from, from her, um, she's a, she's a songwriter from, uh, uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. and, uh, we got a song of her by way of Tim Sir and Boston Branch, okay. actually, cool. uh, got, got permission from her to send that one along to us, and we put, we put that, it was Point of Rock Station, it was on our second album, and, and she was so happy with how it turned out that when it was time for us to do Miss We Call Young, you know, we started, uh, we wrote a couple tunes and then we said, you know, maybe we can like contact her and see if she's got anything else. And she ends up sending us just a, just a bunch of stuff. And we ended up using two, two songs off of, uh, out of that, out of that, uh, pile of music she sent us. You know, we, we picked, uh, two that we really felt worked for us and worked those up and they're on the album. And, yeah. Uh, Dark Side of the Mountain and then uh, Uncharted Territory are both Paula songs. And uh, Cheryl Blackman and Ed Williams out of Nashville actually sent us a tune, uh, Nothing But Sky, which is the lead-off track. And it, uh, it's another really good one, really positive, upbeat little song about a red bird. And okay. uh, I don't know, that one just, uh, as soon as I heard that one, you know, it, uh, I knew immediately that one belonged. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I guess, like, as we... Uh, as we're getting out there and networking with with folks, you know, we're uh, we're starting to get some people sending us some stuff, and we're reaching out to people here and there. Um, we're certainly not, uh, you know, we certainly don't feel like we have to write everything that we record. And, and uh, you know, I think you'd be think you'd be missing out on a lot of really good music that's out there that needs to be needs to be uh, you know recorded. If, sure. Uh, if you only wrote for, or if you only recorded things that you were, you know, responsible for writing. So, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys, um, uh, you know, kind of the new trend is uh, lately to release singles as you progressively work on a new project. Um, right. Is that, uh, have you um, found yourselves approaching uh that routine yet are you more still in the let's collect 10 to 12 songs and then get back together for a for a new recording project yeah we um we actually uh we that's exactly what we did when we uh when we went to work with mountain home um i think that that whole idea was still kind of in like an experimental phase and they said guys why don't we give this a shot see how it works and uh we did and we recorded i don't know i think it was like three songs or so and mm-hmm. then we, uh, we got those together and we started releasing those and as as the first one was hitting the radio we were back in the studio getting the next three together you know so yeah we kind of did that little batch kind of thing and then uh you know we would release one and and it you know and and the amazing thing about it like it, it really was exciting to watch these singles do so well as i mean as far as like for you know like our standards are concerned, I mean, you know, it was really, this being our first, you know, like, record label record, uh, every song, every song that we, uh, released as a single has charted, and, you know, one of them went to three, one of them went to one, that Paul of Three Bluffs on Dark Side of the Mountain, number one, and, and uh, you know, Land stayed in the top ten for several weeks, and, yeah. you know, it was, it was really cool, 
these people haven't even heard the record, you know, yeah, and yeah. these singles are doing so great. So it was, I mean, it, it's pretty exciting to watch that stuff happen, and, and you, you get people that are, you know, um, coming to the shows and, and really react strongly to this new material because they're hearing it on the radio, and yeah. it's, you know, it, it, it's really cool, um, and it was something to kind of sustain our um, presence and things like that while we were getting the album you know, packaged and ready to go too. So yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a, it was a different experience than, you know, showing up and, and knocking out 10 songs over three or four or five days. But, uh, it's, uh, it's been a long process, but I also think doing it that way also allowed us to really kind of dig deeper into a lot of songs while we were in the studio and, and really push those things to new, new places, you know, yeah. because we weren't expected to just keep, you know, okay, let's get this song in the can and move on. Like, it was, okay, we've got two days. We're going to do three songs. Yeah. Let's yeah. make them as good as we possibly can, yeah. you know, and, and walking away with a really great finished product. So, I don't know. I mean, when we when we go back and uh, and record our next uh, project, I don't know, I don't know what the approach will be, but I actually kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought it was, I yeah, thought it was cool. good. I, I um, drawing a an observation here. You've got um, the song we talked about, "Force of Nature." You've got the song "Land." A um, couple others seem to be um, uh, theme specific. Some of your original songs uh, was yeah. that uh, just kind of serendipity, or or did you did you guys create this project with with that idea in mind? No, um, it definitely wasn't by design. Kind of, I think it's just kind of reflective of how a lot of us feel about a lot of things that we see on a day-to-day basis. You know, I mean, we've got a song. Uh, I mean, you know, Land is talking about the loss of uh, right. loss of natural resources and and the way things are. The way you know, I mean, like we're you know everywhere you go now, you're driving on black top, you're sitting in a building, you're you know all these things. Right. The way the way people used to do this is disappearing, and, yeah. and I don't know. There's something there's something kind of sad about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the Armando player wrote a song on there that's about gentrification of uh, his hometown. Yeah, you know things like that. So uh, it definitely wasn't by design, but I think these are all just things that we, you know, we we feel kind of strongly about, and I guess it just comes out in your writing. You yeah, know? yeah. Do you, so, do you find the audience is responding to those to those ideas? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, you know, we uh, we got a lot of really big reactions out of land. Um, there was a song, there was a song I wrote on our on our very first album called Blood and Bone that talks about farming, and I can't tell you how many times I've had people come up and say, "I'm a farmer," you know, and and that song just stopped me in my track. Mm, and and that's cool. Yeah, you know, they just they, people come up and talk to you about how much how much a song means to you or to them, and and you know, it's always. It's always because it hits some kind of personal note with them. Sure. You know, yeah. um, I mean, you have you have people that come up to man, your music. You know, your 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 play is great and all that. But the ones that really stick with me are those people that talk about how the words to a song mm-hmm. really resonated with them. You know, and, and it's always it's always because of some personal experience that they feel like they can uh, relate to our music through. Yeah, know? yeah, that's cool. So the, the new record is uh, "Myths We Tell Our Young" um, out uh, out now or just about out? Wh- which 
Is it out tomorrow? Tomorrow, okay. Tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow, we're talking on four, the four nineteen. Yeah, okay. So coming out on four nineteen. So probably by the time most people hear this, it'll be out. So um, if they would like to um, snag a copy of that or catch you guys live somewhere, what's the way, the best way to to get to your website to reach out, get in touch with you guys? Yeah. Um, well, we're all over social media. You can get to us on Facebook. You can get to us on Instagram. Um, uh, we have a website, unspokentradition.com, um, and there are links uh, on just about all of those places that will take you to every major download and streaming platform okay. there is. I mean, you can get it through Amazon, you can get it through Barnes Noble, you can get it through iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, any of those places. Um, you know, it's 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 everywhere. Um, that sounds Wow, that sounds crazy saying that. Um, but it really is. It, it's tomorrow. It's going to be. Uh, it'll be in your pocket. It'll be on your phone. Yeah. You know? So uh, awesome. I would certainly, uh, certainly encourage everybody to give it a listen. And if you like what you're hearing, go buy a copy. You know, support yeah. live music and support local artists and uh, right, music right artists. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, uh, you know. It's a. Uh, sometimes it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we. Uh, you know, we've got the at the tip jar and we usually uh split that money between the guys that need diapers and beer money so uh <laughs> yeah. you know that's the struggle of struggle of the family man musician but yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, you know i would certainly encourage people to uh to check it out yeah so. awesome well i i appreciate it audie it's uh, been fun learning more about you guys and we certainly wish you wish you best success with the new record and hopefully we'll cross paths out there in the, the festival uh season here coming up and uh right away it's yeah around the corner absolutely so, yeah, absolutely thank you. if you ever get the chance to catch us man don't be to come up and uh we'll, we'll uh we'll catch up for sure yeah cool <laughs> thanks audie appreciate it uh, all right buddy Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.